Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I am your host, Joanna. Let's get started. Hello everyone, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and welcome back to Bouncing Back for a holiday special episode. My name is Joanna and I'll be your host today. So the holiday season has quickly approached but that doesn't mean we still aren't facing different challenges and roadblocks in life. So it's important we can set ourselves up for all the tasks we have to take on now and in the new year as well. So for today we will be talking about occupational stress and navigating career frustrations to to unleash our purpose. So to help me do this today, I'll be joined by Nina Olofsson. Nina is a certified elite performance master coach, but refers to the title sole purpose and success coach. She guides ambitious individuals in tapping into their higher purpose and realizing their true self and endless potential. She teaches the foundations of the mind and the principles of creating both success and happiness. Hi, Nina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joanna. Thank you so much for having me. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, it's all you and it's all true. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, How is the holiday season treating you so far? It's good. I love Christmas, but it's actually not been a lovely holiday for me um, throughout my life, really. Um, It's actually since I uh, started to... um, really appreciate um, the winter in itself. I live in Sweden, so it's very cold. And I relate Christmas to really, you know, oh, now I can't find the words. Sorry, Joanna. Ah, That's okay. You know, when the snow melts and then it gets cold, so the snow is like, it's not ice, but it's not snow either. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's so I, a, I don't know the word for that either. No, I can't find the word. I know I've, I've, I know the word really, but now I can't find it. So you have to like get Like frosty? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's not frosty. I believe it's, perhaps it's even a word that we are using up in Sweden for it. But Christmas and the holidays are really, growing up, I had it really, really tough because I was suffering from a lot of emotional childhood trauma and depression. So the holidays was not a very happy time for me uh, to start off with. Um, So I relate to Christmas from my childhood. Uh, as we all do, because all of that imprinting from childhood is creating that paradigm and the belief systems and the behaviors that we have as an adult, right? So the holidays now are just so emotional for me. I have two kids on my own now and I love to like decorate the house and make it all warm and cozy, preparing for Christmas and with the Christmas presents and with the candy and I don't know what kind of traditional candies or foods you have, but here in Sweden we like to use uh, like all different kinds of toffee and I love baking cake. So it's a, oftentimes it's a very stressful time. But that's also part of what I'm helping people with, create that life-work balance. And so it's really, really important to stay aware and to stay reflective on what's going on in your life so you can actually do all the things that you have to do because holidays is also a time for all of those extra 
extra things to do, right? So it's not just staying on point in your career and being a mother and a parent and a friend and a daughter uh, because we all have all of these roles, right? So it's really, really important to stay in harmony uh, and align with your values and who you are in all areas of life, right? So today I really look forward to the holidays. I was not always looking forward to it um, based upon my past experiences. But today I like to see it like this. We all create our reality based on past experiences, but you have to, when you become aware that you are the creator of your reality, then you can make it as you like. So I create holidays so that it fills my cup. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I I see the holidays right now. Yeah, I feel like that's such a great way to see them. And obviously everyone has a different past with the holidays. I know I never used to be the biggest fan of Christmas and um, I feel like the Christmas blues are a real big thing for a lot of people. But more recently, I've started to appreciate it more. I've been listening to Christmas music. I love when my mom decorates the house and it just feels so warm and cozy. And like you said as well, and then all the food, I just love the traditions. And it's a really special time of the year. But also it can be stressful. Um, And that's why I feel like it's good to do things like this where we can talk about it and we can talk about all the other things that might be going on during this time. Like people stress over jobs, they stress over family, so many different things. So it's really important that we do things like this. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I'd love to get to know you a bit more with a section that we've called, Have You Met Nina? So we've got a few fun little get to know you questions. And the first one I have for you is, what is your favorite book? Favorite book is, must be, that was a hard one. Oh my God. (laughs) But uh, A New Earth uh, by Eckhart Tolle. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. What is that one about? Um, it's really about the ego and how the human mind works. That's actually the book. I, I read that book in my twenties and that book actually helped me to cure myself from my recurring panic attacks and my childhood depression. So that's really a transformational book. I would say, if you haven't heard about Eckhart Tolle, I would highly suggest you Google him and uh, read about his work. And another book, I have to say, Think and Grow Rich. That one you might have heard of by Napoleon Sounds Hill. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I would highly recommend those two. I could talk about books all day long and all books <laughs> from Joe Dispenza. Um, so if you're into oh. self-development and universal laws and all of that, beautiful stuff about the mind and how how we function as human beings in this universe then then go ahead and google those those authors yeah do you find you often gravitate more towards non-fiction books and like those self-help kind of books yes definitely yeah and do you dabble in fiction at all or um, is it just like the self-help genre that interests you the most um that's I have so many different nuances to myself as a person and a human. So when it comes to movies, I would say I love to watch yeah. like my favorite, favorite movie uh, that I watched lately is Avatar, the new Avatar movie. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. The Way of Water. That was so that was touching my heart, really. And um, so I'm yeah, I'm all into all kinds of things. Yeah, I love the Avatar movie. I was talking about this with a friend the other day and I said, even today, even though Avatar came out a a while ago, it's still my favorite movie that's come out um, in like the last couple of years. I loved it so much and it was so touching and it was a long movie, but it was probably the best three hours that I've watched. Yes, it definitely didn't feel like three hours. 
No. Yeah, I've watched some three-hour movies recently and I've been sitting there just looking at the time, being like, when will this be over? But <laughs> with Avatar, I did not. I was just so invested and I thought it was so beautifully made. Yeah, same here. Oh, lovely. Well, uh, my next one for you is, are you listening to any podcasts at the moment or do you have a favourite podcast? Um, I don't have a favourite podcast. I'm actually, I can jump in and listen to, to an episode here and an episode there. I kind of go on the, on the title of the episode and who's yeah. the guest. And, um, but I do listen to Mel Robbins' podcast. You must have heard about Mel Robbins. Maybe Mel not. Mel Robbins, no, I Mel Robbins, okay. Yeah, like I said before, I'm all into soft de development and everything about human potential and Mel Robbins is um, is a big one in that space. And so I would highly recommend Mel Robbins podcast. She has a lot of high level professionals uh, on as guests and it's very much science and studies and professors. And um, so that's very interesting. But I also like a pod called Millionpodden. It's a Swedish podcast, so Ooh. I'm sorry, all you English-speaking people <laughs> listening. <laughs> uh, that's also a great one. And A Quest for Well-Being with Valeria. That's um, highly spiritual, I would say. They speak about very deep, deep subjects about the spirit and God and universe and all of those aspects of uh what is and what's not yeah that sounds really interesting I find that I'm a bit the same with podcasts I don't have a favorite but if the title of something catches my attention or if I'm looking for a specific sort of help self-help topic then I'll probably listen to that episode but yeah I love to jump around between yeah, different podcasts too. depending on what I feel yeah me too so do you have a role model or anyone in your life that you look up to? I don't really have a role model. I never was this kind of person who looks up to someone in that way. So I'm today I'm on a place where I'm actually, I would say that my role model is the future me. So I like to see it like this. And this is something that I do with my clients. Uh, I like to create create this kind of end vision, end scene, or a end goal for people. And that means that you have to know who you truly are and what you truly, truly want in life in order to really live purposefully, to know what you want and what's your calling, if you like. So my role model is the greatest version of myself that I can vision. Yeah, I feel like that's a really lovely way to put it. And I've never actually heard someone have that outlook on role models. They normally might say someone famous or they might say, you know, someone in their life. But I think that's a really great perspective to have. And you're always like wanting to attain the best version of yourself and looking forward to that as what you aspire to be like. Yeah. yeah, so always, I always aspire to be the best version of myself. And I do believe that if you focus on anything else than that, then you're not aligned with who you truly are. Because yeah. everything else comes, if, you, if you're seeking validation in some way, then you're not in tune with who you are, really are. Then you are acting and behaving from a programming that you have been taught from growing up, that you need others' validation and that that has so much power and influence over you so you cannot be safe in yourself. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I actually find that so interesting and a different way of thinking about this idea of a role model, that it doesn't have to come externally, but it's something that you can find within yourself as well. So that's that's really interesting. Great. Well, I've got one last question for you, and that is, is there a course that you've completed that's been inspirational towards 
you know, your career or what you're doing in life? Course. Yeah, I have been taking a lot of courses, but I don't know if I would say that <clears throat> any of them have inspired me in that sense. But I can I can say I can tell you this. I am creating my own course as we speak. And this course, I would have I would have had this course ten years ago. So I'm not saying that my own course now is inspiring me, but I hope it will inspire others uh, because I have been taking a lot of courses that oftentimes a course has one part, but it's missing another part. Yeah. Uh, so perhaps I have missed all the great courses. I don't know, but that's my experience from the courses that I have taken. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing those with us. I think we'll jump right into our interview questions now for today. So my first question for you is, why do you think resilience is important in our lives? I think resilience is something that you're born with, but it's also something that you can develop. So because resilience People can experience so much trauma and horrible events and still persist and still create great lives. Um, so that's just proof of that, I, I would say. But resilience is also something that you can develop um, by practice. Yeah, yes, and do you, do you think like resilience is something that we're born with or is it something that we grow with over time? Both. I believe it's both. Yeah. And I think often when we think of resilience, we think of it as something of, you know, someone being immune to stresses and adversity. Do you think that's what resilience captures or is it more than just that? No, I think it's more. Um, resilience, yeah, sure. I believe if you're resilient, you can handle stress and all kinds of situations. Perhaps better. I don't want to say better, really. Um, mm. But resilience is something that shapes you because I think it's it's so natural to us to have that resilience again against all kinds of things happening in life, and it's. I have to put it, we have to adopt to the environment that we're in, right? Yeah. Because in that way, we are not different than any other animal or that's just natural. And we're born with all kinds of abilities and resilience is definitely one of those. But when it comes to like work, um, career or whatever you're trying to uh, achieve something within, then it's something that you can practice. You can, you can get more resilient, but you have to get exposed to certain things within the area that you want to become resilient in, in the area that you want to grow in. Um, yeah. And I believe that is... It has everything to do with stepping outside of your comfort zone. Because any any form of growth um, means facing fears and stepping outside of your comfort zone. Because there can't be any growth if you're inside your comfort zone, right? And this is also something that I teach with my clients uh, about the paradigm and the subconscious mind. Uh, because you have this aware mind and you have this subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is uh, where all the programming from childhood and all the imprinting about norms and your self-worth and um, all kinds of taught behaviors from your parents and society and the school system 
that shapes you in a way and creates this paradigm with all of your belief systems around things, how things should be, how you should be, and the values, like I said. So <clears throat> resilience is being built upon that based on your past experiences. And when it comes to career life and whatever thing you want to achieve, that's something that you can develop further. But you have to be aware of the paradigm that you have right now. And the paradigm and your belief system is something that you can change. And there's very effective tools and techniques to actually do that because the subconscious mind is your autopilot. I don't know if you have experienced this before, but uh, as an example, when I was driving to my um, past work, I would sometimes find myself, I was getting into the car, I would start driving, and all of a sudden I was um, at work. So my subconscious mind have gotten me to the workplace, but I have been thinking about something completely different. And I was unaware uh, that I was even driving. So I don't know if you have yeah. any experiences like this, but this is a good example yeah. of how the subconscious mind uh, works on autopilot. We actually do so many things in our everyday life on autopilot without thinking about it. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Sometimes I'll be driving and then I'll be thinking and then I'll come back into the moment and I've, I'll realize, oh my goodness, how have I just been driving yes. when I feel like I haven't actually been driving? Um, and it's such an interesting experience because you're there and you're doing it, but you're not actually like presently controlling that. Exactly. You're somewhere else entirely. Yeah. yeah. So that's the power of the so, subconscious mind, which actually about 95% of our awake time, we run on autopilot. So we have systems within our mind that creates habits and we just do it. We don't even have to think about it. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's also practice to become aware and practicing awareness because oftentimes if you want to grow, if you want to become more resilient, you have to consciously take decisions based on what you want to achieve, not based on what you are right now. Yeah. And I think that's really important. I feel like resilience often equips you to deal with future events. And one of the pitfalls of resilience is that you have to go through a hardship or a challenge or something difficult in order to, you know, further, you know, build that resilience. But I feel like it's worth it in the end as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And just reflecting on the past year, what aspects of your career brought you the most frustration and were there any valuable lessons that you learned from, you know, those difficult times or, you know, those challenges? Yes. It's been a few challenges for me in my business. I have been working with a few different coaches and been applying a few different strategies in my own business. And it, I have overwhelmed myself this year, uh, actually. I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I've yeah. been a bit like all over the place because this coach is telling me this, this coach is telling me this. And um, so I've been a bit overwhelmed, but it's also, that's been a valuable lesson for me to really simplify uh, when it comes to business. And that's also something that I would say is so so valuable and the lesson of the sim simplicity in things because we are being taught uh, inside of most paradigms we're being taught that things have to be so difficult and so so hard that success yeah. doesn't come easily and I'm not saying that you can be successful and not be working and not putting in the, the effort and the energy but things can be much more ease and flow that we are being taught. So that's my biggest lesson this year and also being vulnerable. Showing vulnerability in business and in career, that's actually a show of strength, I would say. 
because yeah, that, that's a big, yeah, it's a big part of, because leadership, it doesn't matter what kind of role you're having if you're an CEO or an executive or uh, it doesn't matter uh, your title or your role. In order to be a great leader, you have to show vulnerability. You have to lead by example. And that always starts with self-leadership. So any kind of leadership, I would say, is all about self-leadership. Yeah. And I feel like those things that you've mentioned, like vulnerability, feeling overwhelmed and, you know, leadership, I feel like there are a lot of things that people can relate to over this past year. Um, I don't know if this applies to everyone, but me, myself, I've felt overwhelmed. And I feel like that's a common theme in a lot of people's lives recently, just feeling like there's so much going on and the world just keeps getting busier and busier. Um but yeah, it's also a good time to value things like simplicity and slowing down and, you know, living for the little things in life as opposed to always being on the grind, as people say, or constantly having to work towards something all the time that you lose a sense of yourself and where you actually want to be and the type of person you want to be as well. Exactly. Yes, it's very important. And that's a practice yeah. of awareness, I would say staying present yeah yeah and how have you you know found that the holiday season like prompts you to reflect on you know the past present and future is that something that you know comes about for you during this time of the year more and more in the past I was kind of in the same state of mind or I am I'm still in the same state of mind I'm very stable today, I would say. But no, I, in the past, I've been a person that I'm just doing the things I'm supposed to do. So I'm always in that, in that like rabbit wheel. I'm just going and yeah. going and going. And like I said before, uh, the holidays have not played a very big or significant role in my life before. I've actually almost not cared so much before uh, because of my past uh, but now I really see it as a big opportunity to uh, to grow and to set new goals like yeah. a end start point um, so I reflect uh, more than once a year I would say <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's, a, it's a great time to really see your achievements, all your small achievements and all of your big achievements um, yeah. and to really reset and go for, go for it, like level up. That's how I see it. For each passing yeah. year, I want to reach my new uh, bigger goals. And that's, um, that's a bit newer to me. Um, so it's a... Um, yeah, it's really a great time to reflect, really. Yeah, I like to think of this year as not this year, this time of year as a, you know, a period of time where things slow down a bit and you're allowed to take a bit of a break and you're allowed to sit back a bit and just look at the year that's passed. I know people feel like very busy, you know, Christmas is coming up, there's so much to do. Um, but I also feel like it's such a wholesome time of the year just to, you know, it's okay to take some time to yourself and to, you know, reflect back on what you've done and what you want to do for the year ahead. But it's also a very scary time. I feel like there can be a lot of pressure on people. Um, and career-wise, do you have any tips for someone looking to make a career change in the upcoming year and, you know, how they can use this period of time to transition? I would say that everything, if you're if you're in a place where you're about to change career or do a bigger change in life, to really reflect upon what it is you want in life, to not be so focused upon titles or the career in itself. Perhaps this sounds very strange to a lot of people, but from my own experience and from what I know and from what I have lived, you have to know who you want to be. And by that, I mean, you have to know what you really, really want in life. Because it doesn't matter if, if you're getting this 
fancy job, uh, that will probably not make you happy uh, if it doesn't align with who you truly are, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does. Yeah, so I would say reflect upon what you really, really want and who you truly are. Uh, because when we do that and when we get clarity, most people aren't clear with themselves. So we need clarity in order to make decisions based upon what the goal, based upon where you want to be in life. So yeah. that would be my tip for anyone uh, doing a major trans transition in life. Just to reflect on who you are and what you want. And is your career in alignment with that? Yeah. And how do you think individuals can set career-related resolutions that are both realistic and, you know, fulfilling in terms of who they are and what they want in life? Yeah, I love the word realistic <clears throat> because that's also, uh, what's the word? Um, that's relative. What's realistic for someone is relative. It, it, it's based upon your own belief system around what you believe is possible, for example. So perhaps you're a, uh, you're a person who lacks self-worth. So then it might not be realistic for you to um, earn a million dollars next year. So in order to set realistic goals, I would say go within and check your, check your belief system around what you believe you're worthy of and, and work on that. I would say set big goals. I would say dream big. This is what I say to my clients. So dream, you have to dream big. What's the, what's the greatest goal that you can imagine for yourself? If you let go of all of that heavy belief system that you carry around about what, what's possible and what's not possible. Um, yeah. Because we're so fixed in the mindset when it comes to possibilities. I believe you can create anything you like. So what's yeah. realistic, I drop that word. I would say drop the word realistic and set big goals have a vision yeah. yeah that's really interesting because I feel like often when we think of for example new year's resolutions we're like okay we have to set realistic goals because everyone knows that barely anyone you know follows through with their new year's resolutions so I feel like that word realistic now that you've pointed it out really can set us back sometimes because sometimes our dreams and our goals might not be realistic. So we strip them back and we, you know, simplify them. And as a result, we simplify ourselves and really box ourselves into this one thing that we can do. And often we can do more than that. So I feel like it's not yes. enough motivation for us as well. Yeah. So step out of that, that box. Um, what's realistic? You have to realize that you are not your beliefs okay so you you can change your beliefs yeah if if you have a belief about something that's blocking you from going for bigger goals then you need to find the cause of that because there, there's a reason you have the results that you have in life and by results i mean like everything that you experience in your outer physical world that's a reflection of what you believe about what's possible for you. Because yeah. we, we won't take action based upon what's actually possible because our possibilities are endless. By, by universal laws, you, you have endless potential. So if you have limitations and if you feel like something scares you and you are held back, and that's something within your belief system that you can change. Yeah. 
And we're talking a lot about, you know, looking inward and this makes me think of self-care and mindfulness. So how important are things like mindfulness and self-care when we're navigating career frustrations and trying to find our like deeper purpose? Very important. I would say that's the foundation of, uh, and it's really, that's the foundation of life. Mm. To practice mindfulness and to practice mindfulness really means to me, to stay aware and to stay present and to stay connected and aligned with your own values, who you truly are within and not based upon that programming um, from society's, the norms of society and from the old programs from your parents that just from generation to generation would just pass on all of these beliefs and way of being and thinking, but we have to stop and become aware of what is and what isn't and what's, because let's face it, mo we talked about relativity and most yeah. things that we are thinking and believing are relative. It's not like your thinking and your belief system is the ultimate truth about something like gravity. That's an ultimate truth nothing will stop that that's consistent that's that's the way it is you can't change it but you can change how you view yourself what you believe is possible for you and when you can do that a whole new world will actually open up to you yeah so do you would you be able to share some you know practical self-care routines or practices that we can incorporate into our daily lives to help you know balance this during challenging times in our careers? I would say, and I'm going to give you tips on practices that I practice. So I'm not going to throw you tips just like that. And that's meditation. <laughs> <laughs> it's practice and focus. And all of these pieces uh, that I, I'm going to share, you can actually put them all together as a morning routine. Uh, having a morning routine, uh, a mindfulness morning routine can actually make all the difference to you and how you set up your mind and your state of being for the rest of the day. And then, of course, it, it can help to have um, like breathing exercises and, and awareness exercises during the day as well. But meditation, journaling and breath work. I would say. And yeah. the meditation is to stay present and to practice focus because the human mind is, we're so stressful in today's society that the, the, um, oh, what's the word? That a human being can only stay focused for about three seconds. That's a very short span of time uh, that, yeah. you know, scroll, 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 scroll. Um, so practicing focus is really, re meditation is a real good practice in doing that. And journaling yeah. and writing down gratitude, something that you're grateful for, and some, something or someone to forgive. And your thoughts, perhaps it's some something that bothers you when you wake up from from the from yesterday or whatever thoughts you're having when you're doing this. So you want to do this practice because it it will bring more clarity. People think that oh well, I can just think about it and and I know what I I know what I think and I know uh, where it comes from. But most people actually don't. We we tell ourselves that we have clarity, but most people actually don't. And writing it down. Uh, will give you a different perspective. It will yeah. bring you more clarity. So meditation, journaling, and breath work. Um, and actually, it doesn't have to be complicated. You can you can Google uh, breath work and just find a practice that suits you because that's um, individual. But breath work, take deep, uh, 10 deep breaths. You can just try that. Uh, you who is listening, and just sit comfortable and just close your eyes and take 10 deep breaths 
and on the exhale you just think the word release and do that practice and you will feel completely different that's actually the most powerful way of uh, in a natural way and in an instant way to lower your stress levels and to kick the um, what's the word? Oxy, oxy, oxytocin. Is it in Swedish? Yeah. In the brain? Yeah. 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 So that's my practice. Practice mindfulness. And uh, if you can, do it in the morning yeah. when your subconscious mind is, is more uh, receptive. Definitely. And I think that the fact that you mentioned gratitude is really important as well. You know, when we come towards the holiday season and we're, you know, focusing on a lot of different things, it's nice to just sit down and write down things we're grateful for. It can even be, I guess, would you say even things we're grateful for in our careers, like our successes and just taking that time to acknowledge the good work that we've done admits all the challenges that might be there, just taking time to appreciate what we've done in our careers and what we've done for ourselves as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Gratitude is a major one. Um, practicing gratitude, it's, it sets a dif different vibration in your body. Uh, gratitude and love are very powerful vibrations um, and yeah. also very simple because every single one of us have so much to be grateful for and like you said it can be all kinds of things it can be your achievements in, in your workspace or as a family member or a parent or a friend or something you are doing for yourself um, just being alive I would say we always always have something to be grateful for so yeah. coming aware of that yeah and on the mentions of like love and like family and friends I think that the holiday season as we mentioned before like it's often about spending time with you know the people that we love so how can we you know you know surround ourselves with these individuals to help build a support system if we're going through a period of career frustration or challenges I would say, yes, it's, we're meant to be living in tribes. So humans are ma meant for, we're, we're like packs. We need yeah. different, we all, we need each other. We need our, our tribe of people around us. But I would say you need to find yourself. That's the biggest security that you can have and I have really learned this the hard way um, and also coming from that I didn't have uh, this tribe uh, growing up so uh, I became very resilient um, and like strong and I built up this wall uh, and that wall many people see that wall as as a strength but I realized it's actually not that, that wall is actually something that is very, very hard to take down brick by brick. Um, mm. To be able to be vulnerable, to be able to really heal um, all that trauma. Because I believe most people also have trauma. Trauma doesn't mean that you have been beaten as a child or uh, have experienced some major crisis or uh, physical trauma or mental trauma. It can simply be, as it was for me, uh, combined with uh, a lot of different things growing up. But for me, it, a lot of it came from emotional trauma. Me not knowing my worth. I was seeking validation. I didn't feel secure as a child. I didn't feel loved. Um, and that caused me to have all kinds of uh, behaviors that actually a lot of people view as strength and something to be viewed as good qualities like being that strong kind of person always being in control always needing things to be perfect being that perfectionist nothing is ever good enough um also that seeking validation people pleasing all of that comes from um trauma really so we need to get back into our natural state of being 
which really is being and a being in a state of love. That's that's what we're here to do. And that's really what I believe that is part of everyone's calling. You need to find yourself. You need to heal yourself and come back to yourself. Yes, we need other people, but nothing will, no one else can make you feel secure in a way that you can. Yeah. So creating a system and a support system that will allow you to be you, fully you. Um, And by doing that, you will also attract your tribe, your true tribe, because I believe that most people or a lot of people are in the wrong tribe because they're trying to be something or someone they are not. So, yeah, like I said before, your inner world will reflect on your outs in your outside world. And if you're not aligned within, then your outer world will not be aligned with who you are. So it always comes down to, to that, getting that clarity and living from within uh, and creating a system that supports you in becoming you. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it definitely does. And I think that's a really beautiful way to put things as well. Reflect inwards before outwards, I guess. So that was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us, Nina. Um, I'd love, that's okay. I'd love to get into our practices and habits section now. So we're just going to delve a bit more into some practices that you personally do or recommend. So is there a practice that you recommend to cultivate personal growth? Yes. And combined with that mindfulness morning routine that I have and that I help my clients with as well, um, I would say that you need to work on some skill. Always, in order to grow, you always need to be, in a way, outside of your comfort zone. So it might be reading a book, uh, self-development book or it might be learning a new language uh, whatever it means to you but working on on a skill in some way yeah and how do you find time or do you set a specific time during your day to be like okay I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna work on this skill or is it more when it just comes to you no uh, don't ever leave uh, things like this to coincidence or when I have time because we we make time for things that are important to us. Uh, we can make up all kinds of excuses not to start a new project, not to start uh, reading that book or not to start going and uh, reading that course or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but coming back to that end goal and actually be motivated that's that's going to be your motivation when you don't feel like it is that end goal and the discipline that you can create around the habits that you need in order to support you to reach your goal so you have to if it's important to you then you will do it and you have to carve out the time so i would definitely say yes Even if it means that you uh, put on your timer for 10 minutes to read your book or to focus on the task that you, um, the skill that you're working on, but do it and do it every day. That's very, very important because you have to do something over and over and over and over again in order for it to uh, become a habit and to become a part of you. So I believe that's the thing that holds people back from reaching their goals because a lot of people that I work with, they have all the knowledge, really. They know what they need to do. They know what they should do, but they are not doing it. Yeah. And I guess that's the challenge as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And because a lot of people are so... They want to reach the goal. And of course, that's the goal, right? You want to go there. You want to achieve that. But life is happening right now. So we are 
behaving based on past experiences. So we focus on the past and we set goals so we know where we want to go. And the focus is so uh, behind and far ahead. So oftentimes we don't live. Uh, so you have to learn to appreciate the journey. Life is happening right now, so it's great to have um, to learn from your past, to know who you want to be and what you want to achieve. But you have to learn to enjoy the the present moment because life is happening right now. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's a major one, I would say. Um, yeah, it's great. You have to have goals because if you don't have goals, then you're standing still. So that, yeah. that's a balance. And you can definitely, yeah, definitely implement practices to support you um, in both staying present and focused and knowing where you're going, but not be so goal-focused that you miss out the present moment and what's yeah. actually going on right now. Yeah, and I think that that also contributes to our resilience and building more resilience as well, because through implementing these different practices and making time to create healthy habits, you're also developing, you know, your ability to be more resilient in times where you feel like you might be stuck or times where you feel like you're not as productive as you could be. You can do these little things and I guess in turn it's a part of finding yourself and finding who you are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you for sharing those little tips and tricks with us. And they're so simple, but it, it is hard at the end of the day to apply them because discipline is such a huge challenge and it's a hurdle for everyone because we can say we're going to do all these little things, but then, you know, we get busy, you know, it's hard to stick to the things we want to do. But this could be someone's New Year's resolution or it could be just a perfect goal for the holiday season as well. Yes, and yes, like you said, it's difficult changing habits, but uh, there are ways of changing because it all it comes down to your belief system. What's yeah. what is making it so hard for you to implement new strategies and new habits is your old programming, and a, a good example of that is if you have a bit of um, extra uh, kilos if you're uh, having a bit of overweight and you want to lose weight. So you're so focused on losing that weight because you have a picture in your head about what's what's healthy and what's not not healthy based on your programming and what you're being taught. Um, so you have this superficial image about what what's um, what is healthy and what is not. And that's your self-image. And uh, you have created a self-image where you identify as not being that. Yeah. So you buy this program and you work out for two weeks and you don't see any results and you fall back and think that it's not for me. Uh, so I'm just an unhealthy person. That's, uh, that's a belief system, that's a paradigm that you can change, but we, we have to change it from the root cause. Because we are when, we, when we're buying into a program and workout, we are trying to um, mend the result. You're trying to yeah. change the result, but the, the root cause is still there. So you have to change your self-image before you can really in a long-term kind of way, uh, become healthy. Yeah. If that definitely. makes sense. Yeah. No, it definitely does. And I feel like that's a great comparison and something that a lot of people can relate to as well. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I think it now brings us to our last section for today, which is our open mic. So here you just have a chance to talk about anything that you're passionate about. It could be about what we've been chatting about today. It could be about the holiday season. It could be about anything that you'd like. Oh, my. Well, I love to talk about going into self-love and gratitude a bit yeah. more. 
because that's that's so so important and i believe that that comes kind of natural around the holidays and that's something that i've been feeling into more and more since having my kids and to really appreciate what you actually have in life right now um and really tune into because i think when you feel when you feel love in that kind of natural way, it's cozy and it's Christmas and you're being, you're yeah. uh, having a lovely time with your loved ones and really feel into, because that's, that's actually your natural state. When we feel gratitude and love in that way, that's you, then you're tuned into who you truly are. So that's yeah. why I would say it's a perfect time to really go a bit deeper within and reflect upon what you really want in life because yeah. in a state of that being when you're relaxed um your intuition will speak to you more clearly so i would also say yeah that's a perfect time to reflect when you're in a state of love and gratitude which is what this holiday is all about right yeah, definitely. And I can so relate to that. I feel like during this time of the year, you feel a lot closer to your family and your friends. You feel a lot safer and cozier. And it's a really great time to just easily slip into, you know, feeling those things and just, you know, embracing all that love and all the gratitude and all, you know, those warm, fuzzy feelings. And it's just the perfect time to do it because it's not forced. It's something that's there all around us. So we can just tap into that. Yes, exactly. And when we do that on a more like aware level and reflect, you can reflect upon all areas of life in that state. And I believe you will have so much more clarity and also the perfect time to set new goals, right? Yeah. And to think big. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that can be everyone's little mantra heading into the new year. Just focus on clarity, enter the new year with, you know, a heightened sense of, you know, what you want, who you want to be. I feel like when we think about New Year's resolutions, sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make them these big, massive things that we have to do. You know, on the 1st of January, we're going to be this brand new person. But I guess it can be as simple as gaining a better sense of how you want to move into the new year, how you're going to transition into that. And, you know, using some of the things we talked about today, like you mentioned, gratitude, journaling, meditation, you know, taking some more time to be more present, all simple things that I feel like it takes time and practice and healthy habits to do so. Yes, definitely. And like you said, it, it doesn't take so much of you to change your experience of life yeah and to change your path in life it actually can be as simple as starting with that morning routine because we yeah. I, that's also programming we have this belief that things are hard like i said before we believe that things are so hard and i want to say that it's only as hard as you believe it to be so why not believe that things can be made easy? Why not believe that you can live a life in flow? Yeah. That's a great belief, right? So don't believe that things are hard. It doesn't matter your past experiences or how you view yourself right now. You can all change, change all of it. That's completely yeah. possible. Exactly. And this holiday season, we're going into it with a new mindset. And now, hopefully, after listening to this with some new strategies to do that as well. So thank you so much, Nina, for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and sharing some little tips and tricks for the holiday season. I feel like having these little, you know, ways of supporting ourselves is really important as well. Yes, it definitely is. And thank you so much, Joanna, for having me. Of course, was it was my pleasure. No, it was my pleasure as well. I really enjoyed talking to you and you thank brought you. some beautiful insights. So thank you again. Thank beautiful. you. Well, for those of us watching who want to find out a bit more about you, where can we go? You can go to my website would be the easiest way. So ninaolofson.com. Uh, 
Perfect. Well, to anyone who missed that, we've also got that in the description below. But thanks so much for tuning in. Merry Christmas. And I hope you guys have a lovely holiday season and we'll see you guys soon. You have been listening to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps other people find it and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website, pr.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Joanna. Thanks for tuning in.